Hello there and welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me here today. As you've likely guessed by now, my name is Denise Alvarez and I have the honor of hosting you here each week. And before we jump into the mindset shift that I'm so excited to talk about with you that I really believe is going to unlock some things for you in your horse business, let me quickly introduce myself just in case we're new friends. So as I said, my name is Denise, and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I get to help dream-chasing entrepreneurs and equestrian entrepreneurs specifically to see clearly through the marketing overwhelm and create a cohesive plan for your social media, your website, your email marketing that's going to help you turn your online audience into your customers. I get to do those things through Take the Reins, my one-to-one coaching program, as well as website design and website copywriting. I do all of those things, including this podcast, because my heart is truly to serve, as I said, horse business owners and equestrian entrepreneurs so that you can be out doing what you really love to do, right? So that's why, especially here on this podcast, you will get a mix of step-by-step strategies, basic how-tos, and entrepreneurial mindset shifts that will help you not only see what's possible for your business, but to guide you through that process so you can make it happen. And so today, speaking of entrepreneurial mindset shifts, we're going to hone in on one that I have seen over and over again. I've titled this episode, The One Thing Keeping Your Equestrian Business Dreams From Coming True, because I've seen it, right? Maybe you've been at a place where you wished you could make more money in your horse business or you're dreaming of a specific barn that you just have pictured in your mind, a plot of land where you can start from scratch. Maybe you have envisioned a flexible lifestyle that allows you to be with your kids and do what you love or travel and work, right? You have a vision for where you want to go, but at the same time, you feel like you're just stuck, right? You're not on a clear path to getting there. There just seems to be a block in the road and you're not really sure what it is. And that's what I want to talk about today. Because while I don't know your specific situation, I can tell you with 110% certainty that I have seen one thing over and over with horse business owners that's keeping them in a holding pattern. And especially for those of you that are starting out, but honestly, I have seen people who have been in business for 10, 20 years that still feel like they're just kind of crawling and can't figure out why. It's keeping them from investing in themselves, and that might be true for you. It's keeping them from saying no to people that are not a good fit for them and their program and their business. They're not tracking things when it comes to expenses and income like a true business would, right? And ultimately, It's keeping you and keeping them from believing that you can make your big horse business dreams happen. But here's the good news. This is also something that's completely in your control. It truly is a mindset shift that impacts everything else in your business, and it has the potential to change everything. When you make this mindset shift, you're going to be willing to invest in yourself, to invest in your business with that website, right? That branding, um, that overhead that you may need to invest in so that you can turn around and sell it. You'll be able to say no to the wrong people so you can say yes to the right people and work with customers and clients you actually enjoy. 
It's honestly a game changer, and that's why I've dedicated an entire episode to this mindset shift. So let's peel back what's keeping you stuck and exactly what steps you need to take to move your equestrian business to that next level. Now, in case you're saying, Denise, I'm actually not sure what my tangible goals for my business are, right? You're like, you've listed these things that you're maybe envisioning, but that's not true for you yet. You're still trying to piece that together. I know I have big dreams, but I don't know how to break them down into tangible goals. Well, I've got good news because I've got a resource for you. So before we dive into this mindset shift, can I first tell you that if you get my goal setting guide, then it's going to help you to set goals for your business that are going to keep you motivated and help you out on those hard days and help you to have clarity so you really do know what you're moving towards. So you can get that at stormlily.com slash goals, or you can head over to today's show notes, which is stormlily.com slash 116, 116, three numbers, okay, for episode 116. All right. So before you listen to this episode, or maybe right after, go and get that free guide. But otherwise, get your notebook handy because we're going to get very practical. We're going to talk about the heart of entrepreneurship, the mindset shift that's required, and then some practical ways that you can apply this to your equestrian business. This is actually a recording from a previous training that I did live on my Facebook page. So if you happen to hear me mentioning specific names or uh, calling out to people that have questions or comments, that is why. But otherwise, this episode is spot on exactly what you need today if you are feeling stuck. So let's dive into it. So let's jump in. What is the one thing that I see often that horse business owners are either not believing or not doing that's keeping them from really making their business dreams come true. If you have any guesses, throw it into the comments. I'm going to jump right into it, right? This is the thing that is keeping you from maybe creating a separate business account for tracking all of your income or expenses. It's the thing that's keeping you from investing in yourself, in your education, in your marketing, in your business. It's the thing that's keeping you from saying no to the ones that, to the customers, potential customers that are not the right fit for you. They become your customers because you're afraid to tell them no. It's also keeping you from believing that these big dreams that we just talked about can actually come true. I'm going to get a super quick drink of water. Good morning, Ray. That one thing, friends, is that you are treating your equine business like a hobby. I see it all the time. Do you have a hobby that happens to pay you well or pays you, right? You may even say, Denise, it's my hobby. It's paying me, but I wouldn't say it pays me well. Or do you have a business? Are you always working in your business, but never feeling like you're making progress because you don't work on your business? That is a sign that you are treating it like a hobby. Now, here's the thing I want you to remember from today. If you treat your horse business like a hobby, then you run the risk of either burning out or eventually reaching a place financially where you just cannot do it any longer. And I do not want that for you. I want you to be able to make those big dreams that we talked about really, truly come true for you. And that kicker is going to be when you make the decision that you have a business, not 
a hobby because this is what's keeping you stuck. So here's my challenge to you. And it really is a challenge. Can you say out loud right where you are? Okay. I am a business owner. I own a horse business. I am an entrepreneur. Why am I telling you that? Because I know that for many of you, you're afraid to say that out loud because you're not really sure that you believe it and you're walking in it. You feel like when you say that you're a bit of an imposter because this started out as a hobby, right? For so many horse businesses, this started out as your hobby and then it turned into a business over time that maybe wasn't your beginning objective, right? And so you feel like saying, this is my business, I'm a business owner, has a little bit of imposter syndrome attached to it because you kind of don't feel like it is, right? You feel like it's still your hobby. Or maybe you're afraid to do it because you think that you should just be doing it because you love horses. I know, especially for horse trainers and for riding instructors, I have talked to riding instructors who have felt this way as well, that are like, well, I love what I do. So it's not really a job. It's not really my business. I just love doing it, right? And so therefore they're hesitant to call it a business. They're hesitant to say, I am a business owner. Now, the other thing that may be keeping you from saying that, that maybe there's a little bit of fear inside of you is that when you say you're a business owner, then the expectation that you have for yourself goes up exponentially. And I completely understand this. I do. When you say you're a business owner, you're thinking, okay, what are the things that I should be doing differently? Because this is a business. Or if I say it's a business, other people expect X, Y, and Z. And I don't know if I can live up to those expectations. Or perhaps you're afraid to say you're a business owner because if you start looking at the numbers and you realize what you need to charge for your services, for your products, to actually make a good living for your family and for your business and for your long-term planning, then you just immediately are choked with fear and you don't know that you'll be able to do that, right? You're afraid that you're going to lose customers. And so therefore, it's easier to just stay on a level playing field and continue to treat it like a hobby and kind of just maintain, right? If any of those resonate with you, let me know because again, you are not alone. That's why I can share these things with you because I've heard them and I have seen them. But what I want to encourage you with today is that at the end of this training that you feel equipped to own the title of entrepreneur because you are, you are an equestrian entrepreneur. You have a horse business, which is exciting. This is so exciting. You have the opportunity to build a business that fits your lifestyle, that fits your family, that fits uh, all the things that you pictured your horse business would be. You get to build that from scratch. And that is super exciting. I also know it can be a little bit overwhelming. Okay. So we're going to talk about how to do that in some specific areas in just a moment. So don't worry. Remember, my goal is always to equip you on these live trainings. So I want to equip you first to be able to believe that you are a business owner, that you are the CEO of your equestrian company. Whether you are one person or five people or 20 people, you are leading a company. You are leading the charge. All right. So let's talk about then what does that look like? What are some areas that every horse business owner, regardless of the size of your business, should be treating like a business that maybe right now you're kind of treating it like a hobby? 
All right, let's look at three main areas that I want you to focus on. Number one is your operations. Okay, this is basically the day to day running of your business. Let's think about onboarding new clients. What does that look like? Do you have a system in place or is it all just reliant on you doing the work, right? You're doing the busy work, so to speak, to get new paperwork signed, to get um, payments processed, to get invoices sent out, to get schedules set up, to um, bring horses in and get horses out or get new students in and to schedule appointments and reschedule writing lessons, all those things, right? Do you have a system and a process in place for that, your day-to-day operations? That is going to be a life changer for many of you. If you will just make the decision for that right there to operationalize your business. Now, if you have a team, even if you have one person, if you have one assistant that's working under you, I want you to evaluate What does that look like? How are you operationally working as a business? Are you leading that team member? Are you um, engaging with them and encouraging them in their strengths? Are you thinking big picture and what might be next or ahead for them, right? They're with you because they believe in you most likely. So how are you really doing with that trust that they put in you? That's a part of treating your business like a business when it comes to your operations. Also. Think about, especially for those of us who are the one person doing all the things, right? Do you have at least a document in place that you have shared with someone that lets them know the happenings in your business? If something happens to me, this is where you can find my client list and where they stand, right? Uh, Obviously, I know I'm I'm talking to a, a number of different types of businesses, So maybe if you're a photographer, someone needs to find your client list because if something happened to you, then those people need to know they don't have a photographer or what's going on, right? Same with your horse trainer, same for riding lessons, all those things. You're working one-on-one with customers and clients. So especially when you are the solo show for your business, you're the CEO and the CFO and the COO, right? All the things then you need to have a document in place and something that you have shared with at least one trusted person that says, this is what's going on in my business. This is how you find the things you need to find. That is part of treating your business like a business operationally, okay? All right, next, I mentioned you're the CFO, right? You're the chief financial officer too. So what does that look like as a business? You need to know your numbers, right? It doesn't need to just be in your head. And ideally, you are going to have a place where you can go in and get a report and really dive into the expenses that are connected to offers that you have, right? Where you can evaluate your offers. It does not have to be complicated. I promise. I know many of you are probably using Excel. I personally use Wave apps. It's free and it's a track expense tracking software. I'm able to pull out reports when it comes tax time and every month to see where I stand. And that really helps me to plan as a business where I'm at and where I'm going to look at my offers and see what's profitable and what's not. Where am I spending more? Where should I be spending less, right? As a business owner, it is so important for you to know your numbers, not just the bottom line at the end of 12 months, right? I don't want you to just know that bottom line number. I want you to know on a regular basis where you stand. I want you to know if you're profitable, 
What is helping you to make the most money? What are your most profitable offers that you have right now, right? What about lifetime value? Now, I know that that one may seem a little sticky. We talked about this a little bit last week in my live training. When people come to you and they become your customers, then over time, are they spending more money with you? Are they staying with you, right? Or does somebody come to you, buy one thing, come for one service, and then you never see them again? What are the lifetime values of your customers, okay? Now, here's the beauty of being the CFO, of knowing your numbers. You still are the decision maker in your business, okay? So obviously, when you look at a number and you say, gosh, I don't, I thought I was making more money with that, but I'm not. So rather than just kick it to the curb, I love what I'm doing there. What can I do? How can I change that? Do I need to increase my prices? Do I need to decrease my expenses? Do I need to get somebody in the door to help me with the things that are really stealing my time so I can focus on the offers that are more profitable? The thing is, you are the business owner. You get to make the decision. So the data is going to inform your decisions. And if you don't have the data to pull from, then you are just pulling it out of thin air when it comes to planning for your horse business, okay? So I want you to consider how in the coming month, even right in the next three or four weeks, because I know this is a big task in the next three or four weeks, what can you do to claim that title of CFO, right? Chief financial officer in your horse business so that you really know and understand your numbers and it can help you to plan your business for the long term. All right. So we talked number one about your operations, number two about your finances, number three, To transition from being a hobby to a business, you are also going to become your CMO, your chief marketing officer. Now, very often I see people jump straight to this one and they skip the operations and they skip the finances and they focus on marketing, but really it's just like, what can I do to get the word out? Which is definitely a part of marketing. But then what happens is they get new people, right? It starts to work and then they don't have a system and a structure in place that really help them to balance that growth and to really provide that excellent customer experience that you want to provide for your customers, okay? So the other two come before that for a reason, but marketing is still very key for growing that horse business, okay? For growing your dream horse business. And here is the good news. It does not mean you have to spend a bunch of money on ads. It also does not mean you have to be glued to your phone at all times, right? Marketing at its core really has to do with deciding upfront that you have a product or service that's valuable, that you know is going to help horses and or their people. And therefore, you are going to share about it because you know it's going to make a difference. That's the marketing and sales piece, right? Now, of course, if if we're not new friends, you have heard me talk about marketing as relationships. You've heard me talk about marketing as um, connection and all of those things. That absolutely is it. But at its core, it's because you have a product or service that you want to get into the hands of the right people, or you want the right people to come to you and work with you, right? So what does that look like when you're deciding, okay, I'm drawing a stake in the ground. This is not a hobby. This is a business. It means that you're going to stop hodgepodging and throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying to just see what sticks, right? It means that you're going to stop 
creating a profile and posting for five days in a row and then never showing up on social again for three months because you got busy and you forgot about it, right? It means that you're not going to go buy the domain for your website and then never get that website created in the first place. It means that you say, all right, I'm a business owner. This is a business. I'm going to be here for the long haul. And so I'm going to step into this role of marketer. I'm going to get a clear plan to follow. I'm going to get a clear path to follow. And then I'm going to be consistent and take action on that, right? You're going to make a choice and find a plan that works for you and then stick with it. That's what it looks like to really choose when it comes to your marketing that you are a business owner. Of course, there are many strategies that I can teach you and we've done that on previous live trainings and I'll continue to do that where whether it's here on live trainings or on the podcast or in one-to-one coaching or social stride, my group coaching program, I'm all about the strategies and the tactics. But what I am seeing over and over is that the business owners who set a stake in the ground and say, I am a business owner. This is what it looks like for me then those are the ones that are really getting to see success and getting to see those big dreams come true for them, right? When you shift your thinking from hobby to business owner, I promise you do still get to do what you love. Yes, you're going to have to split a little bit of your time. I'm not going to lie. Like that's part of it. You're going to have to make a choice. Um, One hour of my day is going to be spent doing this one thing, right? Or two hours this week. You're going to have to make a choice about your time But if you don't do that, think about what you're risking, right? Think about what you're risking if you don't make those choices now and set yourself up for success now. Because like I said in the very beginning, if you treat your business like a hobby, then you run the risk of either burning out or reaching a point where you just cannot do it anymore financially. And that is not what I want for you, right? And I know that's not what you want for yourself, okay? Now, recently on the podcast, I had a guest share this line that I thought was brilliant. When he reached a point where he was burnt out and he was like, I'm doing all the things I'm working in my business 70 hours a week, but I'm never working on my business. So I feel like it's not going anywhere, right? The wheels are spinning, but I just am not making progress. And he said what clicked in his mind is that he realized successful horses always have a trainer. I'm going to say that again so it resonates for you too. Successful horses always have a trainer. And you could even say the same for riders, right? Those successful riders and horses, the combinations that you see, they always have a trainer. They have someone who is speaking into them, who is standing on the outside and looking in, giving them insights who is giving them a plan and literally telling them what to do next, right? So as a business owner, why is it that we so often forsake that idea, that idea that we need to have a trainer? We need to have somebody that's speaking into us, that's showing us the next steps, that has the expertise that we don't, that has the vantage point that we don't have. And so I will ask you that same question. If you're going to treat your horse business like a business, what is keeping you from have somebody, having someone that is right there with you, who is showing you the path to take, showing you the steps and equipping you, giving you the tools, giving you the education and sharing their expertise. This is exactly why I created Take the Reins, my one-on-one coaching program. 
because I realized that you as a horse business owner, you have the horse expertise, right? You have the riding expertise. You have the photography expertise. You have the training expertise, um, body work, massage, all those different things, right? You have that. And yet you're saying, I need to market my business well. And so rather than you spending hours on Google, trying to watch different free lessons and realizing there are so many different ways to do things. Instead, I want to give you a customized plan that you can follow for your worst business. I will help to keep you accountable. I will bring my marketing expertise and experience to the table, as well as educate you, answer your questions and give you the tools and the templates that you need to take action moving forward. All right, friends. I would love to know if this hit home for you. I believe that it has for so many businesses. And that's why I will continue to talk about it because I think it is so important. And there are so many different facets in our business that so often we forget to take seriously, frankly, right? And not make a priority. And so I hope that talking about these things and just having an honest conversation gives you permission to A, admit that might be true for you and B, own that title of CEO for your equestrian business, right? So I would love to hear from you guys. If this has been helpful for you, shoot me a message, find me on Instagram or Facebook at Storm Lily Marketing, and certainly go grab that free goal setting guide at stormlily.com slash goals, or head to the show notes at stormlily.com slash 116 for episode 116. Get that free guide. And then as well, if you're at a place where you're saying, Denise, I'm ready to step into that role of equestrian entrepreneur. I'm ready to step into the role of business owner and I want to start with my marketing, right? I feel okay with the other things that are in place. I've got some operations in place. I've got a great quality product and service. I need your help to market it. I need to get that messaging completed, right? All of those things. Then I would love to visit with you. So if you head to stormlily.com slash reins, R-E-I-N-S, you will learn more about my Take the Reins coaching program. You'll be able to see if it's a fit for you or not, if it's the right season for you and your business or not. And if it is, there is a place there for you to apply so that we can get on a call together and have a conversation about it. All right, so just head to stormlily.com slash reigns and you will find all of that information. It'll answer all your questions related to one-on-one coaching. And of course, if it's a website and you're like, let's talk websites, then head over to stormlilymarketing.com or again, the show notes will get you to all of these places, right? My goal is to make it easy for you so that you can always take action. That's always my goal here on the podcast, all right? Okay, thank you so much for joining me here. If this episode was helpful, not only would I love to hear about it, but I hope that you will share it with others, right? Send the link to a friend, share about it on social, tag me and let me know. I would so appreciate that. And I know that your fellow business owners would find that helpful too. All right, thanks so much for joining me here today, friends. And I'll see you again for a new episode soon. Have an amazing day. Mm -hmm.